0: Hello and welcome to Newballs Podcast, the tennis podcast that one BBC journalist, Tom Fordyce, described as you're good at it, keep going. Decent, not bad. Not, not a bad review not at all. Bad. So it's a funny one. We're actually today sat in the studio at Manchester University. However, Andy, what's, what's happened?
1: I'll tell, I'll tell you what's happened, Matthew. There's been a technical malfunction there's something that something's gone wrong in the engineering department in the production department of our podcast which is thriving just to add and so yeah new balls please does not have any sound
0: really <laughs> which is fine which to some listeners maybe music to your ears but yeah. you know well i do feel why you you be listening if that yeah. was if that was the case it's not music to my ears at all but no we've actually we know we've had a review from the bbc mm-hmm. wow not every podcast
1: can say that that's for sure
0: so there you go we're actually you know but I think most podcasts do have sound engineers yeah and a working studio yeah
1: but that's fine you know we're old school we are mavericks we do it our way
0: and that's how we're gonna stay and we just wanna keep you know we gotta, we gotta record just cause you know, that's what the fans want mm-hmm. they wanna hear from us but that's any, what they get any techni- technicality <laughs> well
1: by default we're in the studio and that's what that's what counts so we're going to bring you your daily dose of t- daily. Daily, I was going to say. We're not <laughs> doing this daily. Weekly-ish. But, or we, just, <laughs> we just do it daily anyway. Just unbroadcasted. Yeah. Daily, just for
0: or entertainment.
1: Radio, what we do.
0: Yeah, Radio Five Live. Give us a show. We'll give chat some tennis for you. Yeah. Then it'd be daily. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. But. So what is
1: on the menu for our non-studio podcast today?
0: On non-studio studio podcast. Yeah. That's the one. Well. The non-studio studio podcast, yeah. I think there's one place for us to start, mm-hmm. which is obviously Sir Andrew Barron-Murray. knight mm-hmm. of the Realm. Night of the Realm. Sad news. He's retiring. Knocked Or out. is
1: he? Knocked mm. out of the Australian.
0: Mm. Uh, Roger Federer. Knocked out the Australian. Got to yep. talk about him. Sits a pass. He's overcoming. Yep. With Jamie Murray, Dan Evans, bit of that conflict going on at the minute, mm-hmm. having a domestic in British tennis. Also we've got domestic of Leighton Hewitt and Bernard Tomic. Yeah, classic. Um, also going to discuss if there's one rule that we could scrap, one rule that we could make.
1: Ooh, the let rule maybe or not. Yeah, well, tour to let or not to let. Yeah, that's the question. We've got
0: some. We've got some questions from social media. Believe it or not. Yeah, and also. You know we can discuss our um, how the week's gone in the Australian Open. Mm-hmm. Maybe some revised predictions because I know yours is. Yeah. Don't wanna, don't base, but yours is yeah. yours Roger is gone. Roger Federer is not winning yep. Australian Open. And yeah, I think that's I think that's what we're going to head for today. So, obviously to start with, I want to ask you, Andy. Did Gigi Bouchard ever reply to our Instagram message?
1: Wow. Um, well, New Balls Please is the name of the podcast, and because we have good manners. Eugenie Bouchard clearly has no manners. She did not reply to our, our DM, despite it being really well crafted and taking the time. You know, it was misleading post from her because she said, "Well, she said," she literally asked to be DM'd. So we just we obliged. We're gentlemen. When we, when we take the call, then
0: somehow it's not okay. But Genie, be better. Yeah. That's all we want from you, we just want you to reply to our DM, Yeah. and then hopefully on the podcast, but it's alright, you were knocked out in the second round by Serena. Don't, so... want to know, don't want to know you, mate. Yeah, 6-2, 6-2. Yeah. Don't, no want do a, don't want a second round loser on the podcast, eh? <laughs> well, we don't. <laughs> Talking of second round losers, let's start with Dan Evans. Yeah. <laughs> the man that Roger Federer described playing against as looking in the mirror.
1: Yeah, that's that's classic Roger, though. He's being nice. It's probably more like playing someone when he's looking at them in the back of a spoon. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's what? After it's, a bit of white powder. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Like, after, well,
1: a bit of the, after a night out with Dan Evans. Like, it's like looking in the mirror if it's a really bad mirror. Yeah,
0: so if he's it, got, got some cracks
1: in it and it's... And it's, yeah, got a Then that's <laughs> It's like looking in that kind of mirror. Because he's similar, but he's smaller. His serve's not as good. His backhand's not as good. His forehand's not as good. And he loves cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And that's just Roger. Like, <laughs> yeah, his, his poor, yeah, his game isn't as good. So, he's got, he's got,
0: uh, same, same, old school style, maybe, but don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure that boy. Like, he's, he's just a bit of a maverick, but in the kind of the wrong way. Unlike us, recording our podcast mm-hmm. via non-technical or technological yeah. stuff. You know, he's kind of yeah. trying to do tennis in his own way. Yeah,
1: your good, good self, Matt Lines, maverick.
0: Me, maverick. Dan Evans, not maverick. That's not not maverick behaviour. Nutter.
1: Like. Yeah, exactly. Not well, Maverick behavior.
0: Talking of Maverick, Nutter, uh, his comments about Jamie Murray and doubles were pretty...
1: Yeah, he's, do, well. he's, do, he's doing himself no favours on this, if he wants to ever come on this podcast now, because doubles is the holy, sacred game it of, is. of the club night player. If you That is our stronghold. His, his comments would have been very... Badly received in all local club quarters.
0: Well, I think that was evidenced on Wednesday when we were down at the uh, down at the club. It was right. We got we got an odd number of people, so need one person, one set of people to play singles, to and sing- not a single person volunteered, yeah. volunteered, volunteered. Yeah, yeah. not, not a single
1: me. person wanted to. I'm not playing singles on a cold winter's night. You can forget about that.
0: We just went off and played our own doors game and thought, you know what, leave it. So that is, I think that's two
1: people blacklisted from the podcast then. Dan Evans and Eugenie Bouchard. Neither of them. I don't care. Cause she'll probably be. She'll probably be messaging in a couple of weeks. She'll be crying down the phone saying, I'm "Please, have me on, lads." So, Jeannie, we've said what we said. You know? Just yeah, your fault.
0: You, We're we, to our DM. We'd
1: look like fools if we took you back now. We
0: would. To everyone. We but we'll we'll take you know we'll take Andy Murray. Yep. We'll Every take Roger Federer. Of course. Serena. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot of people we take on the podcast, but no. Dan Evans, Genie Black Bouchard, listed. blacklisted. Yep.
1: Jamie Murray, a doubles lover, he'd
0: be on. Yes, yeah. So Jamie Murray. So do you want to tell us what he actually said, then, Andy? What his point actually was? Jamie's or Dan's? At uh, Jamie's first, we'll start with.
1: What did, What did he say about diamonds?
0: Well, he basically said that doubles players should receive more funding in the UK and there should be more att- uh, and more focus yeah. on them. Yeah. Because he said there's there's a there's a lot of space for it. There's I think there's six uh, British doubles players inside the top 60 in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's six or seven, I can't remember. But yeah, basically, he was saying that there needs to be more funding for doubles players and kind of more focus on it. However, then Dan Evans, in his own kind of maverick way, kind of said, look, if you're a kid, you want to be in the second round of the main draw singles, not the doubles, do you? He was basically saying, look, us doubles players, or singles players, are the ones to be. And I do slightly see his point, like, I can only name in the, the top seven men in the top in the top sixty doubles. I can give you Jamie Murray, Dominic Glott, and Skupski, and that's three of the seven. Whereas singles, I could give you Dan Evans, Carl Edmund, Andy Murray, Cam Norrie, Liam Brody, James Ward. Like there's a lot more name recognition with them. Marcus Willis, mm-hmm. Big there's Willis. A, yeah, there's a lot more name recognition with the singles players, which. And I also think that is kind of Jamie's point. It's like, well, that shouldn't be the case, that should be
1: yeah, but I think like, like Don Evan said like you don't grow up dreaming of being in you know the quarters of a double straw like cause i was i I thought what Don Evan said, I think was right, it just worded it, <laughs> worded it terrib- terribly, but well, it it was obviously gonna not go down well, but um, yeah, if I was thinking for me, I'd rather hundred percent be in the first round of Wimbledon rather than get to like a quarter or semi over doubles in Wimbledon
0: well I was thinking that and I was like but at the same time like now my age now like maybe as I got older when I was younger definitely I'd be singles but I think as I kind of got older I realised that you know what I love playing doubles and I think it'd be nice to have someone to share it with the doubles thing that's true but then you'd also have to share the prize money as well <laughs> that's true that is true but it's quite funny seeing JB Murray's response to again to Dan Evans' comments he basically said look he's made a hash of his career yeah. <laughs> but he's, I... he's just ignorant and lazy. Essentially, is yeah. what Jamie Murray tried to say. And but
1: if a if a hash of my <clears throat> career was you know third fourth round at a slam, I'd take I'd take that as a, yeah. as a hash of a career. Yeah. But it's he's obviously rattled rattled Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> he has
0: Jamie's Jamie's fearing for his because yeah. <laughs> this it's... is what we're
1: looking at, looking at now. It's like a top top story um... on BBC Sport website. So that's got in a roundabout way, it's got doubles in the headlines. <laughs> so <laughs> All publicity is good publicity. Exactly. So, so a, you know what? In a weird way, Jamie Murray's got exactly what he wanted. Maybe it's, maybe they coordinated it as a conspiracy <laughs> on the British Tennis WhatsApp group. Maybe they were like, maybe Jamie was like, yeah, I want more coverage about doubles. Dan Evans was like, I'm the I'm the man for that. I'll say that doubles is crap. Unless, <laughs> let's get on the BBC
0: Sport homepage. Well, what's the big conspiracy theory? That doubles or 9-11? Well, Yeah. Some, some it's, it's, head, said, it's head of BBC Sport now so it could be a big conspiracy
1: yeah, some historians have said they're on the same on the same wavelength there, those those two major events
0: yeah well talking of conflict there's also conflict between Bernard Tomick and Leighton Hewitt and Leighton Hewitt has basically said look Tomic is just a bit of a waste of space essentially and that he's he's had every chance to come back and try and make himself a better player but he's not and he's physically threatened him and he's blackmailed him but then Tomic's come out and said that's a load of rubbish. Leighton here, he needs to stop playing doubles because then he can be um, a non-biased coach. Like he's, he's the Davis Cup captain, so it's mm-hmm. again, it's.
1: Well, I think that's that's pretty similar to the Jamie Murray and Dan Evans thing. Like Tomich has raised some fair points, but because he's been, forgive my language, because he's been such a giant dick in the past, <laughs> it's not gone down well. Because it's like it's like in football, if you like, like Mo Salah, Mo Salah dies all the time. Oh, so then when. I don't when like him it, but when someone actually but that means when someone actually when he j- can justify he get a penalty then everyone's like no because he's yeah. the boy who cried wolf he's done it too you've done it too many times Mo Salah and same with Bernard Tomic he's done so many dickish things and Dan Evans and Dan Evans <laughs> he's so, done so many dickish things that when they actually make fair points like they both potentially have this week yeah, then because down. everyone hates them <laughs> just get because what Tommy said was pretty true I think it's like that Alex Bolt or whatever or John Miller oh, yeah. or whoever got, got wild cards in instead so of like
0: Alex Bolt Dimonor and Milman I think oh no Dimonor got in yeah, because his ranking but, um, um, what's his name young kid 18 Popperin Popperin he got in because it was a wild card I think but because because they well they got in Cock and Arkis didn't get in
1: but um, Tom H was saying that Hewitt they're all under Hewitt's management company yeah which is a bit of a
0: bit dodgy shady.
1: dodgy precedent to set like he shouldn't really be involved so there was there was some fair points
0: yeah, no, there there are some fair points, but let's move on to a point that we can all agree on. That it's a sad time in British tennis mm-hmm. with Sir Andrew Murray. Mm-hmm. It's not not doing too good. So I think I imagine everybody's seen the clip of the press conference where he breaks down and he's he's an emotional man.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. well, was his heart in the He last does few, in the last few years definitely.
0: Did feel very sorry for him. Mm-hmm. So if you were, if you Andrew Murray. If you had the chance of having this hip surgery to potentially, well, to potentially allow you to play again, which we don't even know if it will, mm-hmm. or if he can just battle on now, not do anything until Wimbledon or Queens, what would you do?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I think even if he does get, even if he does resurface his hip,
0: I don't think he's going to be top. No. He'll probably be top fifty max. But then he's saying that with his hip injury, if he has the surgery, sorry, that it will just be for his lifestyle just to live, is what he's saying, he's getting pretty, like... Yeah, I think he went a bit, I think he got a bit emotional
1: there, I think he said some things, well, he did say some things, he said some things that I think he regretted afterwards, because when he was presented on call with that, like, montage or whatever, he's not even said he's retiring. It's
0: just, yeah, is his last... Everyone just... Ass-
1: everyone just... Ass- everyone. He's not. He didn't even say that, really, everyone just assumed... Because of, like, of <laughs> well, the stuff he was saying. Because he just got a bit emotional, I think. Don't think. I don't think his press people should have let him. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> like, had a cry.
0: Yeah, and he's, well, because he had his yeah. hat
1: down at the beginning. And he was like, I'm not going to ever play again. It's going be... to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> well, the, but the, the thing is,
0: if, if, if anyone watched his game, kind of the standard that he actually got to in the game against a pretty decent opposition, he must have been... I mean, Batista Gut's just beaten um Chilich in five as well. He's he's a good player, and for Murray to take him to five sets with this injury, it's. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's still obviously got the game. He just hasn't got the movement. Yeah, it's not in that.
1: I think he's got. He, when I was watching, he's moving well. He's hitting well. It's it's re, rehab rehabilitating. He can't once it's... once he's played one match. He needs like two weeks before he can play another one. So. As you
0: say it's funny because we were Andy and I were chatting to each other whilst we were watching the game. And we were, we were, you know, like right, he's into a fifth set, he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. But then we kind of both realized. We said like, if he gets through, he's not gonna be able to play in two days time. Oh yeah, he is. There is no way he's able to have an ice bath it's and the, recover.
1: It's the rehab. It's like the wear, it's like yeah.
0: wear and tear
1: on the. It's like wear and tear on the hip, and then when it's once you once he's put himself through like one five set match, it takes like a few days to get it back. Whereas like a normal muscle or injury would just you'd be recovering quicker.
0: Yeah, so I do I do feel sorry for him, and I would love to see him back on the court. Whether or not he's had his hip surgery, I don't know, but I think the fact that he's he's played so well without his hip surgery in that game, I think he shows that he can still beat, he can mm-hmm. still like knock around with the top fifty players, because Patista is in the top thirty, isn't he? He's 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 a he's a, he's a good standard of opposition. Mm-hmm. So it's. But I don't think Murray will want it to be like. No, he won't want it to
1: be. He won't want it to be forced, will he? He well, wants to. He won't want it to be like an exhibition kind of thing. Like, he won't want it to be like a token. for yeah. his First round, he'll wanna if he's there, he'll wanna win. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna turn up just to like get a get a, like a plaque at the end of the match. He's. He'll want to be top seed he's... at Queens. He won't want to be knocking <laughs> it up with a wild card. And... He's, go- he's gonna he's gonna wanna do himself justice. Yeah. Which he did at the Australian. But and if that's his last match, then fair play. Because yeah. it was good and it was everything that, it was everything that Murray is. He was uh, hustling, hitting some good angles. I forget how good he is, people don't appreciate how like how, how good his touch is and how good his shots are sometimes. Like his passing shots as
0: well, he's like it's backhand.
1: It's backhand like when it's on way, his day, it's the, the best way, in the world. The, the way he work, the way he works the ball
0: is actually really good. But So Andy to summarise surgery or no surgery? Uh <sighs> surgery. I would agree, I think. Skip Wimbledon this
1: year, have the surgery, see what happens. Even if he does he does screw it up, I reckon he'll probably be able to force himself through Wimbledon in 2020 anyway.
0: So and another Olympics, to defend his title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn up for the third Olympics in Tokyo. Where Where is the next Olympics? Tokyo. Oh, you just said that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> right, next. Next business, I think, you know, Bit of a break for the news. Let's chat about rules. Mm, so obviously, love rules. Yeah, well, a stickler we, for them. They're, they're there. They're there to be broken. They're there for a reason. So, well, you know, we're we're mavericks. We're rebels. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't we don't play by the rules. Yeah, sometimes I have three bouncers. Well, that's don't why care. we're we're sat here in the studio with microphones, not using them because <laughs> yeah. we don't play by the rules. Okay. So, Andy, tennis rules. We were just having a chat before. Hmm. One rule you'd like to scrap. One rule you would like to make?
1: Well, I want to scrap the old medical timeout rule because I saw seen players do it loads of times over the years. Nadal's done it, Federer's done it, Djokovic's done it. Saw pass do it against Federer. He was abs- pass was fine, had mm. nothing wrong with him. I think he had a bit of cramp, so and he took a medical medical timeout to get a little massage from the guy from the from the doctor, and that takes like ten minutes where you can rest, take on some fluids, like. And it gives you a massive advantage over the opponent. Like shifts the momentum. I think you should only be able to have a medical timeout at the end of the set. Yeah. And also, if you like, really need it as well, because it, you, you couldn't stop like a couldn't stop a football match for cramp, or you couldn't stop in the middle of like a. But they match. do, don't they?
0: They just the footballers will lie there and. They lie there for like five
1: seconds, but not like a fifteen, ten, fifteen minute. Yeah. Time out. You know, getting like a full body massage, <laughs> like, getting some strapping on. Like, yeah. I don't know. Not a strap-on. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Unless they uh, participating in extracurricular activities. In the locker room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <I'm> lost, <laughs> I've lost... I've thrown you. Lo, lost a train of thought there. Um... So
0: strapping so. you're talking about strapping
1: yeah I'm going to say that the tennis the whole point of like tennis is around some tennis singles is that it's just you out there that's why there's no coaching it's just you out there you've got to deal with everything that's what it's all about like you shouldn't shouldn't be able to stop stop mid-set and re- recalibrate not
0: fair. fair not fair that is a convincing argument I like your thought what would you go for? well mine is a bit Kind of, it's a bit different it's a bit more kind of focused towards the, actually, the, the Australian itself I think starting the games at about 2am like Conta and Magrotha was I think the start time for matches is ridiculous I think they should have a cut off because realistically if you're finishing a game about I think the latest ever finish at the Australian Open is 5am if you're finishing a game at 5am you've got to go home well well, well well, first of all you've got to finish your match recovery you still got to do the press after the game. I didn't realize you still have to do mm. the press, and then you go home. You're not going to realistically be home until about like seven a.m. You've got to have your sleep, then you have got to go and practice, and you have got to get up the next day and go and play. I think it's mental. I think, I think like the fact that yeah, they're finishing at five a.m. and they're going to be sleeping throughout the day. It just throws them for the next game. They're on a massive disadvantage. So that's a that's fair argument.
1: But the only I agree. But what the only devil's advocate you'd say is if you're you know, you, you Matt Lyons, you've got your Australian Open match. And then you can only, there's the, I'm the tournament organizer. Yeah. So I come up to you I say, you all right, mate? How you, <laughs> how you going? You all right? Yeah, mate, not bad, thank you. So you're Australian, you're Australian player as well. well. I'm a, I'm <laughs> Finesse Nice. So, all right, all right mate. So you got two, we've got two options here. Um, You can, we can either get you on at 2am or we can get you on tomorrow, but we've got to put you on at 3pm tomorrow. Because we've got our scheduled Roger Fed is scheduled in for the for on rod labor. Bloody spaghetti. Fed. So and then you won't be able to have your rest day tomorrow. You got to play. You've got to play three tomorrow, and then you'll have to play the next day after that as well. You won't get your rest day.
0: Fair mate. <laughs> well, what, going, what going you, back to my English. You, well, yeah. well, the issue was for me. The issue was with the Conta game was that. There was still the uh, Melbourne Arena Court, which is what the third court with the roof on, was actually free from about 8 p.m. Wimbledon do that as well. So there were there were still courts basically available for them to use with floodlight on, and they had the facilities, but it was for the crowd basically because they paid to see this match, they kept them on. And I was think as unfair as it is, if the court is there, your ticket should be valid to go and use them on the other court, and you should just go and do it. I know it makes you have to choose between two matches, granted, but at the same time, like. The players' own well-being more than anything, which is why they introduced a fifth set tiebreak because it was going on so long at the Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it could just be another step that you know. I think, that, I think that's I think that's the right argument. Think yeah, that they should just that they should be able to just shift, yeah. it, shift the court and one, get, it, get, it, yeah. played, get so, it done. So one new rule, what are you thinking? Oh, one new rule.
1: Ah, oh. See, this is tough because I've got a few. I think I'll probably say. Get rid, get rid of line judges.
0: Well, everything Hawkeye. Yeah. Just automatic. that be music to my fre- uh, my pals' ears. Mm. Automatic Bit Hawkeye worker.
1: Automatic because you see, like Corona Buster, today was going oh, going yeah. on a mad one, and then also because it's really frustrating. Like when you hit, when you hit first serve, and it was good, but then you challenge it, and then you've got to play the point again. That's not fair. Yeah. Then, because then you've lost your you've lost your ace or you've lost your you know you lost your you, momentum almost you, and you've lost your like high you, you've horse. lost your high horse <laughs> your high horse <laughs> in the point if you if I'm banging an ace down the tee and then someone like just edges it back over but you're obviously going to win the point yeah because you've got to put away at the net but then you've got to do the point again because you challenge it it's... you don't automatically win the point basically and then like opposite ones if like you get two serves again if mm-hmm. it's a challenge as yeah well,
0: yeah like, I like that. I don't know. I think it, it lose a bit of the drama, but um, I think the players would probably back it. Yeah, I think the players would very much appreciate it, and it's also a lot of work for Hawkeye because uh, I don't know actually. No, it's all. I guess. I guess it comes through on the umpire's yeah, screen, so yeah, they will see
1: so, it. So the umpire would just be like have a buzzer.
0: On yeah. It anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Is it, I mean, otherwise, it's kind of like having a second match official to do it. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work for the umpire. I'm, sh- I'm sure you
1: can still do interactive ways to make it like interesting, a little bit fun.
0: Yeah, the but line the line judges are all holding a. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll, have to, they'll have
1: to find a new job. Unfortunately, they just stare at an iPad. <laughs> yeah, they've, got to, they've got
0: to find a new line of work. If you pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would go for my new rule is after watching Mr. Zverev today, would be I think players should only be allowed to bring. Uh, two frames, two racket frames with them on court because if they smash like, as, as as you probably know that most players get their rackets restrung during the match and they'll get them brought back to the match like a game or so either A, have one frame and restring the match at every set, could be a long process Props not do that one I think have two frames so if you smash one, you've just got to deal with it, you've got to deal with one racket and you won't be able to get it restrung fair it's hard line, hard, hard line, but it scraps out that kind of descent, and it kind of gets that. Like if you th- if you look at a club night player, we none of us would ever smash a racket because you've yeah, got one. But I'm thinking though,
1: if I had a if I had a bag of ten, I reckon I might be partial to a racket smash. Yeah, but I can't. I quite. There's something I quite like about watching a racket smash. Rink,
0: especially like with Rinkus
1: when, <laughs> when he bends it over the knee and he cracks it over the yeah, knee
0: yeah but then he's got but then he's got to realise like, oh wait I can't do that again like, I've done my one racket smash I've yeah. got to stay there with my one racket
1: yeah or like when I think it's like Baghdadis, when he smashed every single racket in his back yes I I
0: remember that that, that was legendary. legend or um, <laughs> what was his name um, not the key to crusher. that's an the next Russian dictator <laughs> <laughs> um, bold Safin no not Marat Safin bold Russian tennis player Davidenko Mikhail Yuzhny Oh yeah Smashed good. his racket On his butt, on yeah. his head And cut his head open There's blood coming down his head yeah. That was a good one He's an intense guy He's a mental That yeah. was quite a cool yeah. one
1: yeah. yeah
0: The only geezer You don't
1: see Smashing a racket Is Rafa he,
0: yeah. he is calm He is cool Calm collected Icy He is calm. Yeah Unless you kick his Bottles Yeah well he wouldn't He would not appreciate that Kick his bottles And punch in the face <laughs> Well he's three He's in the uh, quarterfin- Quarterfinals Now is he in mm-hmm. Playing against Francis Tiafoe. Oh, yeah. Big shout out to Francis Tiafoe. He lived... Uh, I was going <laughs> to say lived in a cupboard there. That's not true. His, <laughs> a cupboard under the stairs. He's uh, a wizard. His
1: local, his local club in Maryland, I believe. Cookies. And just to say, just to clarify to listeners, Matt, I'm not actually reading this. I'm no, you're, you're not. My, the,
0: the computer screen yeah, is off. This is off
1: my own head. Uh, so in Maryland, his dad... Was a was a janitor of the local tennis club? Oh, uh, was he? Mm. So that's came cool. From, came from humble beginnings compared to compared to a lot of tennis players, and that, that's pretty cool. So his dad was a local janitor, and then, so he got into playing a bit of tennis, and then now he's in a court well up against Rafa Nadal,
0: and he and he beat uh, whoever in the in the fourth round on his twenty-first birthday. Beat Dimitrov, yeah. Dimitrov, and, his tr- and they could mate those two are as yeah.
1: well. Oh, Dimitrov, such a loser. I just I I can't, loved, I love him so he's never much. He's not going to do anything, though, is he not? His
0: yes. one-hander. He he has got all the makings of his. He, but he's an absolute bottler. Yeah, he's a bottler. But he was dating Shara Paver. That's yeah. something they got in common. That's not a bottle job, that. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> the opposite of bottle jobs. We dating Maria Shara Paver. But no,
0: TFL, I think I think he is at the minute flying the flag, him and Sitzer Pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be fair, there were a lot of youngsters coming through Pui this. pretty young. Sorry? Puy is pretty Pui, young. Lucas Puy is pretty young. But he is kind of a big kind of player in this the next generation movement sit, sits and Zverev
1: S- obviously pass, unlike Dimitrov as well has the bottle yes proved against Federer he's fighting off break
0: points so yeah that's right and centre that's the next thing to discuss federer sits a pass. what a game yeah what a game that, that that game was one of the most exciting games I've watched in a while I think mm-hmm. well sits, sits a pass proved he's got the style and the substance yeah he which does is, which is positive because
1: like Dimitrov would have folded like don't want to be hating on Dimitrov too much. <laughs> but he would have folded like a pack of cards there. Like he's got all the shots, but put him under a bit of pressure. He's all going to point. He's just thinking about going back to that's Nicole right. Scherzinger or whoever it is. He's dating, yeah, who's even
0: dating now? Probably
1: Scherzinger, I reckon. I think it's Scherzinger. Is actually?
0: Yeah. That's so, that's a class. I, I didn't know
1: that. He's been around Dimitrov, hasn't he? Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, well, he's a good-looking lad. Yeah, that's why he's only got to the like, quarters and semis. He needs to, he needs to concentrate on his... Boy well, he's achieved more than the semi in his personal life. Right? <laughs> that's that's pretty clear.
0: <laughs> well, I think the thing is, I think I think with um, Sitsa's Pass, if you saw after the game, John McEnroe got a little bit, not emotional, but a little bit kind of like heartfelt with him. was like, I just love to see that you're bringing back the serve and volley and net play to the game. And I was like, he yeah, actually is, you know, like it's effective. It's an attacking style of play. It's- I mean, he's pretty much just copied Roger's game, really. He has, and he's... At the minute, he's lesser. I'm not saying that he might, he, he won't get to the levels. We, oh, I don't think he will get to the Fed level, but he will get to a. He will win Grand Slams.
1: Yeah, potentially, he I will. Reckon.
0: He will win Grand Slams. But I'm putting as, it out there now. As
1: Asvarov shown though, it's harder than it looks. As it ver, is. As Vera's established. He's been world number four for like a while now, and
0: he's an ATP World Tour final winner. Exactly,
1: and, but then that shows how hard Grand Slams are. You can still be that yeah. good, and it's hard
0: to transition. Who who has um, sits past got next in the round? Is it Batista Agut? No. Yes, I
1: think, I think it, it is, is Batista
0: Agut because he he won another five setter. He's had yeah, it is Bartista, three or four yeah. five setters. I reckon
1: because I reckon Batista Agut's gonna gonna beat him.
0: Yes, I think he will. But I think it's a really good sign that 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 is kind of. His big, f- his first big win for Sitsapas, and is. I think that is a massive stepping stone in his way we'll to. S-
1: I reckon we'll see the rest, see how it does the rest this year. Yeah. Because it's like all with like Kyrios. When yeah. Kyrios came on the scene, beat Nadal, everyone was like, oh my god, he's going to win a slam. I just well, and, I then f- he, I f- and then he didn't.
0: I yeah. have the feeling that Sitsapas is a lot more level headed than Nick Kyrios. I'll give him his due. I think yeah. he seems like he actually wants to win You'd something. So. And then like. Zverev... He doesn't seem like a nutter. And then like
1: Zverev Shapovilov came on the scene, got their big win. And then they've still not really got close to winning a Dom slam team. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, team. Yeah, team's team's been really good at the French. But apart from that, he's not. Yeah.
0: No, he got knocked out in what the first, second round? Oh, he, yeah. went out, injured, he was injured. Actually, he, yeah. got, he he left the tournament injured.
1: So, it sh- so it shows how big the golf is and how yeah. tough it is to win a slam. It's, it's not a
0: cakewalk. No. Over to the women's game. Yeah. Um, we've got Wozniacki, who is my bet, out, gone. And Kerber is gone. For me, Your bet as well, and Federer's gone for you. So yeah, yeah. just to say that my uh, my predictions are currently looking mm-hmm. the most promising, but that just for one tournament. It's a, it's a shame. and that's what the listeners think as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to the poll. I mean, to be fair, I think that as well. I voted for you. Did vote for, for me? As well.
1: <laughs> I think is probably more accurate in the in the cold latter day. I think we got a bit excited. Apart from maybe
0: Juan Martín <laughs> del Potro for the French, yeah, but we weren't we weren't very... we weren't allowed to say Rafa. Yeah, so we are you know covering on yeah. our back. So. Uh, women's game I think Serena's obviously yeah, pretty I think, good I think it's a shame that, that Serena against Halep,
1: Halep wasn't later in the tournament yeah it was it tricky with Serena being the like 16th seed or and then whatever she is Halep's top seed. It seemed a bit of a waste for, for that to be like yeah. a last 16 match but that is, a, that is a little bit of a shame
0: Garbenia still in
1: yeah, she, played, she, had, she, she, she she
0: played she played a very good game against Conta That yeah. was actually a really good game of tennis. No,
1: I, I I love Margaret's game. She's class. I d- I do attacking, think she's a very good player. attacking, powerful. She's pretty tall as well. She's like six six foot six one. Like she could be when she's on form. She can challenge Serena. She's one of the only players who can like power power wise and like shot for shot. Yeah, like, challenge challenge Serena because like Halep has to play a completely different game. She's like I do think it's. Gonna be, I like, think five, it's
0: five. I think it's gonna be a really interesting game, uh, a tour, of a season for the women's tour. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Serena is obviously kind of the top of it, but I think there are quite a few more people it's coming similar, through.
1: It's similar with like, she's at like a similar point as Roger. Yes, yeah, she and is. Like Rafa,
0: like she's still a big
1: dog. She's thirty-seven. Mm, but got
0: a kid. Yeah. In case you didn't know already, Carlos yeah. Ramos. Yep. God. He
1: certainly knows about that. <laughs> but um, we but we say we were saying earlier riddle as this listeners, um, in the women's game doesn't matter what tournament it is play best of three sets I was saying to Matt Simona Halep top player world number one I think she's probably won like 20 titles on the WTA yeah. but only one of them is a Grand Slam and kind of, so it kind of makes sense when you're speaking about like Alex Zverev because on the ATP they just play best they play best of three and that's what they cut out for that's what they yeah. used to so that's why Zverev won the tour finals and why he's won loads of Masters events because it's best of three and then he turns into a bottle job when it's best of 5 <laughs> whereas Accurate. Halep whereas Halep doesn't have that problem so Matt why can
0: why can't you just win a slam loser why can't I think win it's one? similar to Dimitrov she hasn't got that bottle I think so it's the pressure I think it's a the arena. pressure of the grand slam and b I think I think well as we saw against Serena when she's playing kind of a big player I think she almost almost not quivers underneath like the status of the other person, but she's kind of like, it's there. And she's like, well, they're quite a big person, like a big personality. And she always seems to start quite slow. Mm-hmm. She lost the first set 6-1, I think. And then she won the second, like 6-4 or something like that. And I was like, so she's now switched on, like at the end of the first set once she's lost one. She almost needs that. She's like a slow starter. She needs that kickstart. So that's what I think. If she were to play a five-setter, I think she'd be up there she would be a grand I wonder if women played five sets interesting big call big call I'm putting it out there and should they should they play five sets that's for you to answer the listeners but I think uh, well could be for you to answer but I I would like to see it happen just maybe just trial it somewhere like perhaps just the semi-finals of the finals of the tournament mm-hmm. I think trialing it could be a really good way of seeing it because they are so physically fit they are like yeah. they're just as fit as the men and they definitely got the ability so I think It'd be really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. What, what about you, Andy? I agree. Probably say,
1: Yeah, semis, finals. Just give go, it a go. Just go give for it. it like, there. If yeah. It works. Then cool.
0: If it perhaps, doesn't... perhaps even do it in a few like ATP just normal. Sorry, WTA normal events. Yeah, just, finals or something. Just yeah, just just to test it out to see if it works and what d- difference it makes to them. Mhm. It, cha- it changed the it changed the dynamics a hundred
1: percent. It'd make it completely different.
0: Yeah, I guess so. It'd be it'd be a very interesting one to see. Um, but yeah. I'd I'd like to see it, and I'd hope in a few years' time, or in a, maybe a couple of seasons' time, they'd just try it out, just give mm-hmm. it a little whirl. I don't think Serena will want to do it, as uh, she, because she's getting a bit older. Not saying that she's not as fit as she used to be, but I think with her game kind of winding down, it'd I think she wants at, as little change as possible. It'd
1: come at the wrong time, though. Wouldn't yeah, it, really? massively.
0: But um, so I think I think we've
1: pretty much covered everything. Tonight?
0: yes I think we have we've done that's a had a good time that's a
1: comprehensive um, list of oh, so let's discussion. finish it on a little bit of general
0: tennis chat yeah the general the club night what do we yeah. call it do we call it something John McEnroe you cannot be serious yes. section yes John McEnroe you cannot be serious section without sound effects because we've got a broken studio Tennequin. cannot be serious oh my
1: god it's just like was that just John McEnroe like, in the room yeah, then? just like being just like it's here right now don't need any special effects so my one thing is this: so having a rally, and this is in a match situation. Oh, was this yeah? Was this your game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game yesterday, high quality, legendary stuff. Um, so I, I hit a it's probably about five, six shots into the rally. I hit a forehand. I'm like, oh, that might be going. It might be going a bit long. But then you know when it, you know when it doesn't. Yeah, dips. You think you hit it and you think it's going long. It doesn't. It's dipping a bit here. But then before it's even dipped, the guy is inside the baseline and he stops the ball and like almost calls it to be out. Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, it was going way long.
0: I was like, yeah, but you. That happened it yesterday. Yeah, That's like, yeah, so budget.
1: In- I was like, but you're inside the
0: baseline. That is I was like, so villainous. Like, I, like, I was like, just let it go long. So, so so what did you do in the match situation? We ended up, because it was a bit. fiery. Just, I fi- not fiery, but. A bit like,
1: spicy. was all like, I and my partner Guy, he was just kinda of like, What are you doing? It wasn't like fiery, it was just more like, What's happened there? Right? <laughs> it was just a bit just a bit weird. So end up he ended up playing a let, but it's like, just let it go long if it's going long, mate. <laughs> no need to stop just, it. Just just like, so we know. Yeah, there is a fence behind you, so it's not gonna
0: it's, <laughs> it's not, not going gonna, a mile. Yeah,
1: it's not gonna go anywhere. But yeah, so that's my general
0: That is annoying to
1: finish to finish
0: it. I had annoying one on Wednesday when we were down. Um we were playing, uh, I don't know if I was playing doubles against you or not. I was, we were playing doubles and I'm just winding up to hit a serve. And I hadn't been serving that well, granted. This time I put an ace down the middle and I'm like, yes. And a ball rolls onto oh. the other side. So not yeah. not my side of the court, uh, or not the receiver's side. The guy, the, the bloke who's next to the receiver, um, ball rolls on just goes straight into the net and stops and they're both like, sorry mate, you have to play that again. And I think I was 30, 40 down and I'd smashed down an ace and I was like, come on. That is cowardly. You, you cannot be serious. <laughs> yeah, It was it was was my response. I just thought, come on. Like, what is that? That is cowardly behavior. That's what. That, that is cowardly behavior.
1: I'm I, I'm not I'm not one for stopping the rally even if the ball does come if on. If the ball comes like, on,
0: just play it. Deal with it. We're at club night. <laughs> yeah, we're we're,
1: we're we're club tennis. The, the, we're o- not... the only time the only time it, 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 you should stop it is if the ball literally hits you, the ball. Yeah. Come on. Or, that... or or if it
0: kind of gets right next to yeah. your racket. If but it's if right it's, by you. If
1: it's just like at the net or near you. But chill
0: I out. I tanked down this ace and then I think I did then take it to juice with just a classic serve return legend behaviour legend behaviour essentially but no really got to me because I'd smashed down I think it was my first ace of the night as well you don't want want to be denied an ace I know and I think that was genuinely the only ace I hit all training session or all like oh yeah so I'll tell you this Matthew I consider that an ace
1: you can chalk that
0: (sighs) up I'll take uh, that. Can write that that's down. That's one for ride the stats. The, yeah. That's one for the stats this season. Write that down on the old whiteboard. Another just another one for the tally chart. Just to let you know, Andy and I both signed up for the squads this season, yeah. so you're going to be hearing plenty of. Uh, Get on to Mark Airy. Mark Airy's a legend. He'll coach you. Yeah, he's the, Ge- the Geordie legend. Not yeah. the tennis you'll, ten hear, you'll hear about our
1: journey from amateurs to Wimbledon by the end of the summer. You know our what journey, our
0: legendary journey. Yeah, Wimbledon. Qualifying of qualifying twenty nineteen, twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, yeah, first. So we'll we we'll so leave... like qualifying
0: for Roehampton. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like... well, yeah, when you say it like that it's less. <laughs> but we'll Roehampton we'll, we'll be there somewhere. So yeah, we'll leave you with that beautiful dream that we've painted. And, and yeah that one day it could happen. And just on, as a as a final leaving thought for today's for today's podcast New Balls, please don't be a tennis coward. Let people have their aces. That's all you we gotta do.
0: Amen to that, brother. Amen. Mm-hmm. This New- has been.
1: This has been. New balls, please, and we'll see you again soon. Hopefully in a working studio. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. That's life. New balls, please.